Stephen Byrne on 2FM. Go! 2FM. Welcome back to another roundup of everything that happened on the show at the weekend. Let's just get stuck into it because this week was a big one. We spoke to two absolute pop queens, Sigrid and Marina, to talk all about brand new music. Sigrid, she's been away technically for two years. Uh, her last release came back then. Uh, but since then, of course, she's gone on to perform massive stages, her biggest being that three arena show, her first ever arena show in the world. Uh, so we got stuck in. We talked all about brand new music, what we can expect from it, what the last year has been like, uh, what it's like to write with her and, and who she chooses to, to get in the room with when she wants to put new music out there. Uh, and yeah, you're going to really enjoy this. She's so, so lovely and um, just one of the good ones. Take a listen. How does it feel, Sigurd, that um, this is out now? The world is listening to it and, you know, two years since your uh, last release, uh, you finally have music out there in the world again. <laughs> it's equally scary and <laughs> no it's great i mean uh it was of course it's been a very special weird year um difficult but like i always try to look at the silver lining and it was kind of good to get some some break from it all so now that i'm just even more ready to get going again very excited It'd be impossible for a world event to happen like the last year and it not to influence either the way you make your music or maybe how you're writing your music um, in many ways. Have you noticed kind of different trends and patterns? Because um, I know a lot of people have said that it's brought, in, brought them back to almost a DIY aspect in many ways. It's almost brought them back to where they began. It definitely was harder to make the new music than I initially planned. Just like pure logistics like mm -hmm. trying to meet uh i mean there's been writing over zoom all of that uh but it's also been very cool to go back to some sort of like old school writing as you say yeah. like basic yeah. it also gives you time i guess to reflect as well and look back on everything that you've achieved were there moments kind of in the last 12 months where you did kind of go Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. There, done. <laughs> there are moments where I was thinking like, wow, the contrasts. <laughs> you know? Whereas, uh, I don't know, back to, yeah. I, I mean, I moved into my parents' house in Alderson where I grew up. Amazing. Yeah, that was like the, the first lockdown I moved back. Cause like whenever things go crazy, I just go back home to them um which it was it was nice but it was also like it was a very big difference to like being a touring grown-up artist yeah <laughs> a woman going back to being like the teenage daughter so yeah that was that was do you, do you fall back into those trends because i moved back into my parents for about you two did. months at one point as well oh it was so lovely but also i hated myself in so many moments i was like oh my god i'm being a brat i'm doing exactly. these things that i would have done exactly. get out of my room don't touch my stuff 100 percent. but like my parents were like quick to like tell me all 50 think i'm acting out okay. but, <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it was uh, it was interesting yeah to go back to that same old <laughs> there are moments of reflection that obviously happen throughout anybody's career at any moment where you look around you go oh my god what is going on and for you that was electric picnic i remember that gig so much how emotional you were and how emotional the crowd were as well oh yeah absolutely i didn't like mirror and the new music is very like heavily inspired by live especially yeah gigs like electric picnic especially like gigs like three arena in yep. Dublin. that's a big one um so 
yeah I miss it so much and I can't wait to go back and just like playing gigs it's so liberating and especially like Ireland has always been so so important to me and I've always felt very welcome mm -hmm. and it's just something when people give so much of themselves in the crowd you feel like oh it's okay for me to like loosen up too and and just get sounds really cheesy but just get lost in the music and show your real emotions i really i really enjoy it it's it's very very liberating you speak of, of rhythm, obviously, with music, but also you have to have rhythm with the people that you work with and, and people like Emily. Obviously, track records across the board, incredible, the long list of everybody they've worked with and everything they've created. How do you know what's right when you're in a room, especially if you're on Zoom, but how do you know when something clicks and you've got that magic moment that, you know, you just, you can't force? I've never been asked that question before. I feel like it's probably when it's just those looks. When yeah. You look at each other and you can just tell that they're not killing your that, vibe. Like, <laughs> we, we bond over this band. We're like, oh my God, yeah, this song is so good. Or um, it turns, it's actually, okay, this is really cringe, but like often it's not just like words being said. It's mm -hmm. more of those like, yeah, looks on each other's faces or when you just get into that zone of like creating and you just feel like, whoa because what yeah. it feels like in a good session is that it's like it's good forces uniting into something yeah. more powerful i don't know but let's talk about the music video as well um an absolute joy and i'm sure again after everything over the last 12 months just so much fun to record something like that um it's sparkly it's shiny it's full of colors um as well was that kind of just what you wanted i think yeah that's very it was a very genuine reaction for me. I hadn't been in front of a camera for a year or so. I'd almost, at one point, I almost forgot, like, how to artist. How to <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous before the shoot because it, it was like, you know, um, hadn't traveled, hadn't, like, you know, everyone would stay put, like, stay still. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was very, it was very, it was a strange feeling being put in front of that camera again. But the minute I was there, I was like, ah, this is what I do. Of course, I love it. Of course, it. this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt um, so, and all... uh, yeah, it felt like that's where I was meant to be. So yeah, I was having a great time. It's a very intense shoot, a uh, lot of dancing. Um, I was going to say, you had one of the best dance partners I've ever seen in a music video ever. <laughs> she was incredible. We actually, we had a double on the set. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was amazing. She was so, so nice. But yeah, obviously, like, it's, it's me. I was trying to figure out in some moments, I was like, the hair's covered. Is it not? Okay. Is it her? Is it not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that where you feel most comfortable as well? Just letting loose like that? Because obviously, um, I've seen you, I think, the Academy, um, which was um, one of the first gigs, yeah. obviously, that you played here in Dublin. I saw you at Electric Picnic. I saw you in Three Arena. Oh, you were there, um, too. Oh, I've seen the rise. I've been there all throughout. Um, and it's always been that feeling of, wow, this feels at home on a small stage. Um, totally in a, in, you know, feeling like everybody's just crowded into this room and just losing it. But then, you know, opening up in that big arena and, and feeling like it's just one massive party um, in that sense. Is that where you're at home, you know, with the crowd, with the people who are singing those lyrics back and you just absolutely and utterly having the time of your life partying on stage? absolutely and i think yeah i a lot of me and like my identity and where i mm. feel at home 
is not just in Norway with like the my Norway life, which is a lot more like cooking, hiking, walking, Netflix, chilling. I like a lot of my life is on tour, is on that stage. Yeah. I feel so at home there. So yeah, I miss it a lot. I'm I'm really excited to get back on the stage. Well, there will be plenty of shows um, to look forward to. And of course, you will always be welcome back here in your second home. Um, so when we do finally get there, whenever that may be, we're doing test events at the moment, we're figuring it all out. And that uh, is just hope. It just feels like hope. And it's so exciting. Um, for you, do you have that sort of idea of what those stage shows are going to be like and, and how they're going to feed, especially with the music that we've yet to hear yet as well? Oh, I mean, I feel like a li not sorry i mean like pre-sorry for the audiences coming to our shows hopefully so much energy it's not going to be singing it's just going to be like <laughs> you're yeah. definitely going to cry again aren't you oh 100 <laughs> um, yeah i'm not gonna i don't think there's even like a point of trying to hold it in it's <laughs> yeah Emotional. Yeah. <laughs> well, I very much look forward to standing around somewhere like that again and looking to my left and my right and seeing the people that have come with crying for the first time I've ever seen them cry. So, yeah. And thank you for sharing this brand new track as well. Like I said, it feels so at home on the radio, but it's just so good to have you home. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's really nice to see you again. From one absolute queen to another, Marina is back. Her brand new album comes out next week. It's called Ancient Dreams in the Modern Land. And I love it so much, as I have everything that she's released over the years. <laughs> it was one of the first things I, I, I just said to her. I was like, I think you are probably the act I've seen the most. I've seen her live about 10 times uh, in 10 years, thereabouts, all across the world. I'm just obsessed with her um, and obsessed with this new music, uh, the latest single and the album, which I've been fortunate enough to dive into. I know everybody's going to love it. Um, and that's the first thing I told her. <laughs> I love it and I love you. Take a listen. Marina, when you're making music like this, um, it feels like, you know, when I was listening to the album, I was just thinking, I cannot wait to see this live. So do those components come into your head when you're putting the music together? Yeah, I am. I mean, first off, thanks so much for that hype. It's <laughs> 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 very sweet to hear. Um, I'm glad you enjoy the record. I do think about the live component, particularly with this record, not just because it you know, we're in the middle in the middle of a pandemic, but it's been such like a live band record to actually record in the studio. And I don't know, you know, songs like Purge the Poison and Ancient Dreams, they're just like crying to be played at a festival. So I do feel that more than ever with this particular record. With the pandemic, did it give you a lot of time to, to reflect and, and think back over that time yourself and and really kind of just take stock of everything no not really at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the only person in the world who did zero processing <laughs> so, to be honest with you I, I actually started writing the records um the summer before the pandemic and then the kind of more socio-political songs like purge and ancient dreams and new america did come at the beginning of the pandemic so it was more like stream of consciousness writing than processing. But weirdly, the past few months is when I've really been taking stock. And I don't know, just, you know, felt very, um, very happy with my career and the like freedom that it's granted me creatively, but also just noticing things like, oh, wow, this year has been really positive for me to like deepen my friendships. And I realized that my whole 20s, <laughs> 
I missed out on that completely because I was traveling all the time. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that has has definitely been um, on my mind. Uh, you have so much to say on this record. Um, there's, you know, so much to, to I guess, analyze and, and the fans will, you know, once they get their hands on it in that way. Um, do you look forward to that? Do you look forward to the interpretations that people have of the music or is that something that frightens you a little bit because people can make assumptions um, based on you know, different mm -hmm. aspects of your life or, or all of that? Mm -hmm. Well, you have so little control over that. So I, I think for me, particularly with this record, because it is, I don't know if it's provocative, but you know, it's opinionated and there are going to be people who may misunderstand a certain line or don't get the comedy of certain lines. <laughs> they don't know my personality very well. But, do they know you? I was going to say, do they know you? <laughs> well, you know, I think if you're like an OG fan, you know, like yeah. the sassiness from Hollywood and yeah. the family jewels. But um, I don't blame anyone for like misunderstanding me. And also, you know, everyone has different opinions. So it's just part of it. But yeah, some most of the time I'm just... I just hope that um, fans enjoy it. But sometimes I'm like, oh God, a critic's gonna decimate me. <laughs> they won't, they won't. Um, okay. you, mentioned, you mentioned Hollywood there. Um, and you know, we have a song about America on here as well. What are your feelings kind of, I guess, towards that side of the music industry over there? I mean, I love living out here. I've lived in LA for a few years and I think I can totally appreciate how any artist, if they are coming here and they don't have like the kind of foundation of, I don't know, even just like knowing certain neighborhoods and, and having friends, mm -hmm. it is quite isolating and, and like discombobulating. But like you said, there are fake parts to every industry. And, and I think people already have this expectation of um, the US to be more so, but in my experience, it's always been very positive. And I think, you know, with New America, it's not per se talking about those aspects. It's more like what we've all been observing and trying to make sense of for ourselves in the past year since George Floyd's murder, um, yeah. that has torn down a lot of illusions that even Americans had about America. and. You know, as a kind of outsider, I just find that really interesting and worthy of conversation. Uh, when Man's World came out, it was absolutely gorgeous. And then at the same time, you know, just seeing that all-female team and, and the empowerment of a release like that. Um, how empowering was it working on that, you know, with, you know, all women and, and, and getting that together? And then, of course, with the remixes as well. I mean, it's it felt... Um, it just felt appropriate to to purposefully hire a almost all female team. And I actually reached out to fans about a year before asking for recommendations. And I pretty much assembled my whole creative team from that post, which is quite um, extraordinary looking back. Um, so my, my fans literally built my team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it. I mean, it always feels good to work in balanced workforces, full stop. Like even with touring, when I've asked crew members, they always, almost always say they prefer it when it's equal, you know, male to mm. female, because that's what society is. So it, it would be weird to like, for me to do what I did in 2010, which was work with literally, you know, a 14 person male crew and no other mm. woman. So you've got to do these little um, purposeful uh, moments like Man's World just to indicate that 
you you know we should all be aware of it and we all have the power to hire in that way if we're in the position to hire people 100 about half an hour you tweeted happy pride month beautiful friends and of course there is you know you have a massive massive lgbt following um who who love and adore you and and too right they do um and there is an anthem in there in you know ancient dreams um which is very much you know you don't have to be like everybody else um yeah. you're not here to be like everybody else um writing that sort of because i remember and this was before i got sent the album stream i got sent the album stream about two days after i heard your 30 second snippet on on twitter i think it was and i could not get that out of my head <laughs> it was stuck there for two days i this is my permanent soundtrack in the back of my head and it's that chorus um when you are putting something together like that and it comes to you and it's and it's there and and do you know that that is that's the earworm that is the moment and that is something that you know people one can relate to but also is going to hook people in in two seconds because it's one hell of a catchy moment no i don't i really don't i it it's if it feels exciting to me i put it in and that song did because it's just bizarre like melodically and and it's quite myth mystical as well, like the title Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land. I think before people had heard the song, they were like, what? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, Stephen, I, can't, I still can't really explain what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the album, Marina. <laughs> it's, like, it's very hard to articulate. I mean, that's why I'm a songwriter, because I can't speak in yeah. person about the things I want to talk about. But you should just be some... like, well, what does it mean to you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to anybody well, that asks. Well, what does it mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's, it's, it's points towards a struggle that we are all going through, which is living in a fairly new digital era. And we have gained a lot by that, but we've also lost something. And I think there's always, in me at least, a like an urgency or a desire to feel some kind of rooting and you know we do that by looking back through history our ancestors at human life you know this is just an incredibly disorienting time to be a human i think like we we all feel that at some point and so that's kind of what what the title refers to but um yeah that song i wouldn't have known if people would relate to it or not there's so much in there that. for for people too and and even you know that now is the moment you know the walls are being broken and, and we're ready for change it is a time that we're all living through right now where so much is happening and the significance of, of so much that is ha has happened over the last 18 months never mind the pandemic um is absolutely huge is it impossible to make music in you know a moment like this for you and not take all of that on board and, and incorporate that in the way that you have yeah you'd either have to be a cyborg or <laughs> <laughs> or it's not your like field of songwriting <laughs> you know because some yeah. people are really good at making songs about love or songs for partying too which honestly sometimes I wish I could do that a bit more but yeah I think for myself personally I would have had to have had a lobotomy <laughs> to not <laughs> by what's happened you say you'd have to be a cyborg well you told us years ago marina you're not a robot and we know very very well <laughs> i am a cyborg though <laughs> um congratulations this is absolutely fabulous and just uh, as i said I, I dived into it and listened to it about 20 times in a row um because i just wanted to know what what everything was was being everything that was being said but beyond that i'm just happy to have you back 
Thank you. Stephen Byrne on 2FM. Go! 2FM.